it's time for the May 18th, 2012 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And Mahler's being chased by bees. Is he? Yeah, there's a lot of bees around here these days. Oh, God, yeah. Look at all of them. Yes, Ooh, what Mahler. is that about? Well, it's blooming. It's springtime. Okay. There he goes. There's a whole, there's a whole, what do you call them, herd? There's a swarm. Herd. Swarm, yes. Swarm, swarm of, of them, yes. Wow. Yeah. He's gone. Well, I don't blame him. If I had a bunch of bees chasing me like that, I'd yeah. hightail it. He's been, well, you know, he's been snapping at them. He goes into the bushes where they are, you know, where the nice little white flowers are. Oh, yeah. Are, well, and little blossoms. Get, you get what you deserve yeah. when you chase it, a bunch They're of bees. They're going around. for the pollen, and yeah. Mahler is just an idiot. And Mahler's going for the bees. Yeah. Um, I have a real quick story. When I was a little kid, we mm-hmm. lived in Tahunga, and, and one day I'm in the front yard playing little in the dirt right yeah. and all of a sudden i hear this buzzing sound and our homes the homes in near were like they're like 15 20 feet apart i go to look around the corner and i see i swear to you i'm not exaggerating a wall of bees a wall of bees. i'm not kidding i'm not exaggerating coming right between the homes and literally turning the corner i ran into the house and for the next three days our little cul-de-sac was essentially captive of a millions of bees were literally just swarming around this entire wow. street, and they would they lit on the on the garage door, mm-hmm. and there was they on had, your garage door. on our garage door all over, but on our garage door there was probably a clump of them that had to be a foot by a foot and a half wide yeah. and deep, probably five or six inches deep, just bees. They were everywhere. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. I, I don't know what they call that, but they literally took over our neighborhood for two days. Yeah. yeah Mahler, he's back. It was weird. He's back. Did you get bit, Mahler? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got bit. yeah. Don't oh, let this... poor baby. Let this be a life lesson. Look people. out for the wall of bees. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah, kidding. That, I'm not exaggerating. That was... Anyway, okay. That's it. Oof. Well, speaking of bees, yeah. Monsanto's you know Monsanto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have something called Mon 810 corn. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose there's been 809 other versions of this corn. You can imagine it's a uh, genetically engineered yes. produce. Yeah. A mutant version of the insecticide BT uh, is uh, it's, Resist. it's resistant. Yeah. 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 It has been banned in Poland. Mm-hmm. Polish uh, decided to... Snuff this uh, off their landscape, uh. this particular Mon 810 corn, following protests by beekeepers who showed the corn was killing honeybees. Yeah. Poland is the first country to formally, formally acknowledge the link between Monsanto's genetically engineered corn and colony collapse disorder, well, which we've been following. Yes, for quite Bee colonies yeah. just kind of shutting down and, yeah. and the lack of bees in the country, which has a whole environmental impact in that you're not pollinating uh, crops. Right. Bees are what keep crops going. Yeah. Orchards, especially here in California, we're we're pretty upset about it. Almond almond trees and the the, uh, like. So many analysts believe that Monsanto has known the danger, their uh, GMOs. This, especially the uh, Mon 810 corn posed to bees all along. They recently purchased a colony collapse research firm. Oh. Monsanto did. Oh. Called Biologics. 
that government agencies, including the U.S. Department of Agriculture, have been relying on for help unraveling the mystery behind the disappearance of bees. Now, why would Monsanto want to uh, buy up a research firm looking into bees other than just to keep the research to themselves. Well, I know, yeah, exactly. And to use it as a front group at some point to yeah. say, ah, well, you know, come on. We our own research shows and look, we yeah. bought we have this company that does nothing but this kind of research. I I yeah, I can only say Monsanto is one of the most pernicious corporations Ooh. in the world world. I, I believe they just do all kinds of things and this is one more example of that. Yeah. Yes. Got anything international for There's me? There's a bunch of stuff international. I love international stuff, but uh, yeah, because it's about death and dying and no, people no, shooting. No, it's no, the no. War it, stuff. it can be good. The Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi has halted transactions by the Iranian government after a U.S. court ordered a 2.6 billion dollar asset freeze over the 1983 bombing of U.S. barracks in Beirut. Mm-hmm. The uh, court order reflects the amount that the court in 2007, that would be the $2.6 billion, upheld for compensation demands by families of victims of the 1983 attacks. Mm. Mm. And the bank, of course, lodged an appeal against the U.S. court order. So it's, it's kind of hard to say what's going to happen here. Yeah, yeah. But that's, those are things that happened 20 years ago that are still playing out. Amazing. You're, yeah. you're right. Just to think that 20, here we are 20 years later still. And just, just sticking over in Japan, we talked about the Tokyo Electric Power Company Yeah. Uh, last week. They were uh, the ones who owned Fukushima Daiichi. Mm-hmm. They posted an annual loss of almost $10 billion as compensation claims for the Fukushima nuclear disaster disaster brought it to the brink of bankruptcy and fuel costs soared after uh, idling all its atomic plants. Right. So they lost a bundle. Right. Right. And the the Japanese are making a real push for... um, for wind power, they're they're obviously they're trying to get back in, or they're trying to get into uh, renewable um, energy and, sources. And I hear whale blubber power. Whale too. blubber. Well, yeah, actually, whale whale oil was the the world not, the world so, ran on whale oil yeah. 120 years ago. But Just kidding uh, on the whale. Part. I know we we are yeah. quitting, but but they're trying. But also, uh, there is some noise going on. The Japanese are maybe interested in a what they call a new generation of nuclear power plants. There is some some economic overtures to companies who do, quote-unquote, the new generation. New generation? The Pepsi generation of uh, of uh, nuclear power plants. So we'll see how that plays out. New generation? It's a new generation. It's a whole new thing. Yeah. They don't have any of that radioactive yeah. <laughs> crap to deal no with. No radiation in, in No, this, none at all. It's, these nuclear it's run, powers. It's run on unicorn poop is what it's, wow. yeah. So it's, a, it's completely better. Rebecca Brooks? Yeah. The former chief executive of News International was charged over allegations that she tried to con- she tried to conceal evidence for detectives investigating phone hacking and alleged bribes to public officials. Yeah. So that's well, that, that, that's for, just, yeah, for all you haters out there. That's one and count me in. Rupert this, Murdoch haters. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, uh, yes, they, they continue to uncover more and more evidence uh, that uh, not only were they bribing. Um, journalists and they were bribing police officials and also the connection to the political establishment in Britain included uh, Prime Minister David Cameron and former Prime Minister Tony Blair who uh, have uh, expressed their support for Rebecca. Rebecca is the number, really, 
maybe the number three person at, at uh, Fox Corps um, News in Britain behind James Murdoch, Rupert's son, and then Rebecca would be the other one. Yeah. And uh, they're really kind of closing the circle on on uh, on responsibility for the phone hacking. Well, not only that conspiracy, but she was concealing material from detectives. Yeah, that's what they're going after. Well, and they and yeah, and they were throwing literally throwing computers into dumpsters when there was an investigation underway to find mm-hmm. out. What that was, was a terrible mistake. <laughs> it was a terrible mistake. Yeah, they had the when well, they had the new iBook, and why would you do such a thing? I mean, that that to me is that's criminal uh, right there. Humans are using a planet and a half worth of nuclear resources, according to the uh, World Wildlife Fund's Living Planet report. We use we use a planet and a half of nuclear of of I, no, I think. I didn't. I said natural. Didn't oh, nat- I? no! You said nuclear, but natural. I did say na- nuclear. Yeah. yeah, you did. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I. That's what I. That's why I was so. I got nuclear on my mind. We do. All know? right, but natural. Ever since I found out about that new generation. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 It's, natural it's resources. Stuff. We're using a planet and a half worth. Okay. Planet. Uh, that the, doesn't seem sustainable to me. During the seventies, humanity as a whole passed the point at which the annual ecological footprint matched the Earth's annual biocapacity. So, so that, that was, was in, yeah. 30... That was back with Jimmy Carter, and he was trying to do something about that. What was he that, trying to do? What was that lunatic God? trying to do? You know, solar energy and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, oh my God. What, was... what a fool. I'll tell you what. Glad he's out. Glad he's gone. Uh, uh, the uh, situation is called ecological overshoot. <laughs> that's yeah, a that's nice what they call it. Yeah, ecological uh, e- overshoot. E- e- Why e- do e- they come e- up with these names? Ecological right? overshoot. And it's, it just sounds, it kind of downplays it. Sounds like all. It sounds like they're they're bringing up you know Steve Blake's three point attempt at the end of the Laker game. Yeah, he it was an ecological overshoot. Yeah, well, that's just what's really going on is I can't say what the situation is called. It's effed up. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, yeah. and and more people. Yeah, more people are coming. Ecological overshoot, uh, but it is an overshoot by fifty percent, which would mean if if it was Steve Blake's. Three-point attempt, it wouldn't even have hit the rim. It would have probably just sailed across the court and... And hit Mike hit Brown some... in the head. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, it means it would take 1.5 years for the Earth to regenerate the renewable resources that people use in 2007 and absorb the CO2 waste. That's provided we weren't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So... So don't do anything for a year and a half. Okay. That's what you're saying, what they're saying. I'm okay. down with that. All right. Uh, in, in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Want to go there? Yeah. Because we're just jumping around the world. We here. are. We are. A senior Afghan peace negotiator was shot dead in Kabul. Oh. That would be Arsala Rahmani. Okay. Rahmani was a former Taliban minister and a key member of Afghanistan's High Peace Council. I'm not really exactly sure what that means. Yeah. But that led to uh, Afghans' efforts to negotiate a peace deal with the Taliban. Right. That's what he was trying to do. Right. something out there. And apparently, I would I would guess, or my guess, it was either the CIA or the Taliban. Yeah, that'd be a good guess. Yeah. Uh, I, so they, they were- Knocked them off. They, yeah. they, and and I, don't, I don't think a lot of people who are following Afghanistan right now really- uh, comprehend that the Taliban are involved in these negotiations to try yeah. and bring some kind of conciliatory government uh, that will work when the Americans uh, are have pulled. Oh their, yeah, you know. So this was not. This is obviously a, a setback, and God knows there'll be retaliations. A major that. blow, they called it. Well, it sounds like it was to uh, Karzai, yeah. president over there. Yeah, yeah, crazy Karzai. 
And uh, you know the international. What they call him? They call him. He, the, the the CIA issued a report on Karzai saying that they believe that he's bipolar. So that's a good guy to have in charge of a very volatile country. Oh, who's not bipolar? Yeah, that's yeah. I know, but you got your pole here. You got your pole there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Out of the public go. view, the International Telecommunications Union, hmm. or as we like to call them, the ITU. Yeah. And that's a UN agency, by the way, huh. is working on a proposal to give governments more control over the internet. That's supported by Russia, Brazil, and China, and it means less internet freedom for the rest of us. Of course, it does, because those nations are uh, very much interested in what they call democratizing the internet, or, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, or or having their agenda, uh, the uh, only agenda available to the people in those countries. Yeah. So they, uh, they, they advance their plans that way, and, and uh, anything that runs contrary to it will be censored off their net. And unfortunately, uh, they're getting, uh, technologically speaking, they're getting more and more sophisticated about the ability to block people from yep. getting information. And uh, uh, it's, it is a matter of, it will be a struggle for years and years, if not forever, to, to maintain an open and free internet um, yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, that is going to be a challenge. Information, access to information, will be the next civil right. Wow. What do you think? I mean, the next civil right. No, it'll be the next Bob Dylan. It'll be the next Bob yeah. Dylan. No, yeah. I mean, in the sense that it's it's there. There, the availability of information. Well, there's a lot of there. next civil rights. I mean, the access. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a uh, concern. It's a major concern. But do you th- doesn't need to be on a top ten list or anything? Do you, do you think? Do you think that access to the internet has gone? Has it gone from being something that's cool and and interesting to something that's a necessity in our lives now? Or is it in your mind to have access to the- a necessity? Well, it's not a necessity. I don't get water from the internet. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it- if if you consider maybe being able to buy an iPhone. Not even, or not, or find out the traffic report or something. What are you talking about? There are plenty of things I can do without the. Yeah. Internet. No. Okay. I, I. Well, I. What I mean is, increasingly access to, the things that we use on a regular basis, which are gradually destroying the earth. Yeah. Which are gradually destroying. Well, just, yeah. All the plastics and stuff that we generate that in allow order us to, to get to make information. these devices. Yeah. And, yeah. I, well, I do know that. Yeah, you're right about that part. <laughs> okay. Well. I just think that the ability to get to information, to be, the ability to have have access to information, civil right may have, may have overreached a little bit, but but the but that is under attack. Obviously, you just described a story about it. Uh, that will be that will only get worse. People wanting to control what you have access to will be yeah. a battleground of some sort. All yes, right. sir. Never mind. Yes, sir. I went Any- a long ways to say the same thing. So. Right. Any international more news? Well, just a couple things in Israel. Um, yeah. uh, and I, I, please correct me if I mentioned this before, but the former head of the Israeli spy agency, and his name is um, Yuval Diskin, said that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Defense Minister Eud Barak um, have, <laughs> I like Eud. Yeah, I, it's a better. Hey, yeah, Eud, you are fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. E-E-U. That's going to be a remix. E-E-U. That's going to be a remix pretty soon. You, you, 
check your internets over for that one. They he ref, they this uh, uh, Yuval Diskin referred to Netanyahu and Barack as a forming a policy around messianic feelings. Ooh, and this is the guy former head of their spy agency. This is not some shlum, shlum off the street. Messianic. Yeah, he said that. I will tell you things that will be perhaps harsh, but I have no faith in the prime minister or the defense minister. I don't have faith in their leadership uh, that makes decisions out of a messianic feeling. And you said also he he mentioned our president in that? No, I was speaking of Ehud Barak, who's the defense minister. Oh, okay, I got you. Not Barack Obama. Yeah, Yeah, I should have made that clear. So uh, that's not good. U.S. military... uh, and then at the same time, his, he was saying that Israeli military chief uh, Benny Gantz called the Iranian leadership very rational people who appeared to be swayed by international sanctions to halt nuclear efforts. So there is there is a pushback on the part of people in the Israeli government establishment against a this rush to uh, invade Iran. Now, I just heard a report yesterday that said that the United States has prepared all of the military plans for an Iranian attack. They're on, they're well, available. Of course they have. Well, of course they, they have. They have a plan but to we attack have, anyone. They yes. have a plan to attack Switzerland, probably. But again, something that's been a little under the radar is that we now have two carrier groups in the region. Mm-hmm. So, and that's usually a bad sign if you're thinking we're going, we don't usually put two carrier groups in a region Although well, it's that, a show of force. It is a show of force. So, so they're in there, yeah, and whether or not, and again, this, there's some speculation that, uh, that the Israelis want to do this prior to the election to force Obama's hand, that they're trying to put pressure on them. They want to invade? To attack Iran yeah. in, in, in what they say is an attempt to uh, stop this nuclear program, which, according to our intelligence reports, say they have stopped their development of nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a, a little bit of an Iran, uh, I mean, Iraq situation again, where the intelligence seems to point in a completely different direction as opposed to where the Israelis want to take this. But uh, that's just, just thought I'd throw that in the mix for uh, international. Mm-hmm. And what else? That's it. You covered the... We got, we, we covered the world. We've covered the world, uh, yes, very effectively, I might add. All right. Here goes Mahler with the bees after him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look out, Mahler. Oh, that's got to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, looks like one got him right in the behind there. He it tucked did. his tail. He, he certainly did. Yeah. I love watching him do that kind yeah. of stuff. It's almost... It's, well, he was spinning around yeah. in circles. Yeah. There. It looked like he was chasing his tail, but it was probably a bee. It was. Yeah. It probably had... It was on his fanny. On his, and, yeah. yeah. And he... Couldn't quite get there in time. Uh, a federal judge has struck down a controversial law that allows the government to indefinitely detain anyone. That would be our government. Yeah. I'm going local now. Yeah, that's U.S. A big story. Uh, yeah. Federal judge struck down uh, the indefinite detention this rule. Is, this anyone is, it considers a terrorism suspect anywhere in the world without charge on trial. Yeah. Or this, trial, including U.S. citizens. Including this, U.S. citizens. Including U.S. citizens. Yeah. This is part of the National Defense Authorization Act, and this New York judge, Judge Forrest, it was a woman, uh, Catherine yeah. Forrest, struck it down, basically said, and in, continued to ask the uh, the government this question as to whether or not um, um, the... When what's the end game here? You know what what how how do you, how does this play out in terms of uh, 
of any kind of uh, due process. Yeah. And the government really just could not answer the question and uh, came down with a very definitive ruling that it was unconstitutional. Yeah, likely violates the First and Fifth Amendments. And, uh, yeah. And have you... It, it, she, what she said is that the, uh, they need, merely need to reaffirm an existing law recognizing the military's right to perform certain routine duties rather than go overboard here. Right. That's yeah. what the government was arguing that, and she said no. Yeah. You can't. No, that doesn't, that doesn't wash. Yeah. That's a big, that is a big story. And I rejected have not, that. Yeah, yeah I have not that. heard much about this in the so-called mainstream media. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that it'll be appealed and the Supreme Court may actually overturn that decision, but we'll have to see. You think? Yeah. Think they'll overturn it? I do. Wow. I think it's one of the few areas where the, where the uh, I don't think they have Obama the, uh, administration and they agree. I don't know. Oh, I hope you're right. I mean, I hope you're right. I, I certainly hope they... Uh, withhold with, uh, I'm hoping they'll upheld. I believe the the right in the Supreme Court, the right leaning judges, mm-hmm. will uh, not leaning. They're firmly implanted yeah. in the right. Yeah. Uh, some of them might see the wisdom in not indefinitely detaining U.S. citizens without trial. I, I just, <laughs> I, yeah, and I, I then by the way, this Fifth Amendment, which is essentially. Uh, goes back to the Magna Carta, which says that if you're going to be detained, the authorities have to give a reason for yeah, your detention. Yeah, they show you some proof. It's called habeas corpus, yeah. and that essentially, why am I being detained? And uh, I'm entitled to due process, which is a fair and speedy trial, yeah. whatever that means in legal legalese. But. Uh. How about, uh, uh, you yeah. got something there? No, nah, just, you know, there, John Boehner. I know uh, John Boehner. You know John Boehner? Yeah. And you're no John just, Boehner. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for finishing that. Uh, has uh, said that the Republicans are ready to revive their hardline stand Ooh. on their debt ceiling. Good luck with that. Uh, this is basically goes back to uh, a year or so ago when the Republicans refused to pass uh, the um, the budget. Yeah. And it would have, and it held American uh, financial the ability to pay off its debts hostage. Yeah, well, and that's... and and created a situation where the American yeah. debt was or American uh, government was downgraded, financial downgrade for the first time in you know a hundred years or some crazy thing. Yep. So, so they're they're going to go do that again, and and uh, well, it's an election year. Yeah, and they, this, the speculation is to. that Mitt Romney uh, was is the, the campaign Romney's campaign is is okay with them basically doing that. Huh. Why would he be okay with that? To make the president look bad. <clears throat> I think that's why. Is he is he running for office or anything? Romney? I think Romney. I love I love Mitt Romney now. Yeah. I, he's going to be great. He's going to be a great president. Uh, can I talk about Romney for just a second? Sure. Do you uh do you know about him going to Liberty Oh, yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, you go ahead and tell uh, me about just, it. Well, tell the good people at home. Okay, well, uh, the Republican candidate was spoke at Virginia's Liberty University. And for mittens. those Mittens. And for those of you who don't know a lot about Liberty University, this is Jerry Falwell's Liberty University. That's where this all started. Jerry Falwell. It's a fine university. God. Right up there with Harvard and Stanford. Yeah, and Phoenix. And, and... Uh, Debbie Dutson's trucking school, 
that's right in that same band of uh, uh, well-respected um, educational institutions. He was delivering the commencement address, focused uh, heavily on his campaign, apparently. But he did get to the the, the million-dollar question about uh, same-sex marriage. Culture, this is Mittens, yeah. culture, what you believe, what you value, how you live, matters. Now, as a fundamental, as these principles are, they may become the topics of democratic debate from time to time. So today, with an enduring institution of marriage, Marriage is a relationship between one man and one woman. Cue the thunderous applause. Well, he's at liberty. He's that side. Yeah. Yeah. So this same guy who said, I am better on uh, gay issues than Ted Kennedy, is the same guy who said, I'm in favor of civil unions. Yeah. Which I guess is fairly consistent with what he's saying about marriage. But anyway, yeah. What did, what did he say culture was? I'm kind of curious. Culture is uh, what you believe, what uh-huh. you value, how you live. That's culture, according to Mitt Romney. No, it isn't. Okay. He started off wrong. Yeah. Okay. Please. No, I mean, it's not what I believe. It's it's not a singular thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, isn't isn't it the, the conglomeration yeah. of the output and, and uh, ethics and... You know, all things combined of a certain group of people who claim a particular government, maybe, or or a a certain type of government or or, religion. Yeah, yeah. it's what we collectively more or less agree on. That's to not necessarily. Well, not we we all do, but that we have a consensus around certain things that how we behave. And oftentimes, it's not even visible. Right. What we live inside of it, it's like the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's like Culture language. It's like language. We don't need you and I didn't. We didn't need to pass legislation that we were all going to speak English, or most of us would speak English. Yeah. It's something that we that be is part of our culture. We're an English speaking yeah. country. I don't believe in Picasso. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Picasso is part of the culture. <laughs> I don't believe in Steve Jobs. Right. Yeah. I, what is that man? Or thinking? Frank Lloyd Wright? Yeah, certainly not Frank Lloyd Wright. What? Yeah, well, he's talking to apparently the Liberty University, and I suppose they teach that kind of nonsense there. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about J.P. Morgan and Chase? What about? Do you them? want to talk about Mitt some more? Go no, ahead, I'm done with Mitt. I'm done sure? with Mitt because he is going to be an endless source of entertainment for the next uh, seven months. So no, don't worry about me. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to just stay on politics a little okay. bit more. Right. Kucinich. Yeah, I saw that. Dennis Kucinich announced his retirement from Congress rather than seek uh, a new term through a vacant seat in Washington yeah, State. Yeah, he was it. in Ohio. Yeah. But they they uh, had a Republican-mandated redistric- redistricting yeah. in Ohio, and he recently lost a primary to another Ohio Democrat. That was uh, Marcy Kaptur. Yeah. In a redrawn district. Yep. And he says, yeah, he's going to move on. Yeah. I mean, Kucinich became kind of a punchline at times. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I mean, he, he is kind of a gnomish figure of sorts, a nice yeah. man. I had the opportunity to shake his hand one time. Nice guy. Nice hands. Nice, supple hands. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very well mani- manicured and all. Um, but, and, and I mean, I, I, I agree with 90% of the things that he said and, and the policies he, that he uh, put forward. I have no problem with that. I don't know what to say about him. Um, I don't think he's probably ever going to run. And for- you know, yeah. what's interesting about Kucinich 
is his last name is KUCI. It begins with KUCI, which you're listening to, 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org, KUCI Niche. That's why we call him the king of sub of segways right there, Nathan yeah. Callahan. The financial giant J.P. Morgan Chase continued to suffer losses on the risky derivatives trade that initially cost the company at least $2 billion. So they lost the $2 billion, and, and they're still losing. Oh, yeah. They lost an additional $1 billion. They're just throwing those billions around. Yeah. Those crazy guys over there at J.P. Morgan Chase. And they're, and they're saying things like, whoops, yeah. that was a bad oh. mistake. A billion dollars. What were we thinking? It's, Sorry. Didn't see that coming. Uh, meanwhile, a group of shareholders filed a class action lawsuit accusing the bank executives of misleading investors about the loss. Yeah. So not only were they losing money, they were telling people, oh, we're not losing money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The, the suit accuses Morgan, or J.P. Morgan, of uh, failing to properly disclose the risks involved in the firm's trades. Yeah. Hmm, that's no good. Three exec- executives at the firm resigned over the risky derivatives trading. Well, they were fired. Did they say resigned, but they were well, fired? Well, yeah. They, 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 they the news sh- story kind of goes in between. Yeah, you know? yeah. They did resign. They turned in yeah. their papers after they were whipped. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You'll get more whippings unless yeah. you turn in your resignation <laughs> papers. Yeah. One of them, Ina Drew, the head of risk management at J.P. Morgan. Yeah, I would Oops. say you got to get rid of the risk <laughs> manager there. Uh, and the bank's chief chief investment officer. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. The loss has renewed calls for tougher regulation on Wall Street. Well, Duh. Well, yeah. 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 Th- this, uh, this. By the way, they're involved in the derivative market, which, by the way, is more or less not being regulated under the, uh, the under the law that was passed last year by uh, Congress and signed by yeah. the president. Uh, there is a terrific article in the latest issue of Rolling Stone magazine by Matt Taibbi about Yay, Matt. About, about this whole idea about how the financial industry has slow walked and this bill, the implementation yeah, of the this Volcker bill, bill to, yeah. to death. Well, there's the Volcker rule. Yeah, Volcker it's, rule it's part yeah. of the whole uh, Financial Reform Act. How essentially they've killed it off, yeah. either by strangling it with with no money, uh, or just slow walking any of the nominations for any of these oversight uh, regulatory uh, agencies. In multiple ways, they have killed this thing, and this so this comes at a very inopportune time for the financial industry because once again they're in the casino game as opposed to any sort of real financial yeah. help to you and me as as people trying to get a loan and the rest of it. This money is, it, it's it's just crazy, crazy uh, uh, financial instruments that no one really understands yeah. very well. Well, they they lobbied against, J.P. Morgan lobbied against the Volcker rule, yeah, yeah. which prevents banks from certain kinds of risky trading, which is exactly what yeah. J.P. Morgan just lost three billion dollars over. Uh, yeah, the Wall Street Journal says it's more like four uh, billion. It's going to go. It's going to continue to go. It's worth repeating. At one point, there was something called the Glass-Steagall Act that was passed way back in the around the Depression, which essentially segmented financial and insurance in one 
separate segment of the economy and regulation and commercial banks, which is where you and I go in to take out a loan for a car or a home. Those were two completely different institutions. And it was the repeal of Glass-Steagall in the Clinton administration that allowed these banks to mingle the money and get involved in these very exotic financial instruments. And that is a huge part of what happened in 2007 and 2008. They gambled with our money, and they lost it, and we paid them back. Instead of being too big to fail now, they're too big to manage And, yeah. and now. And it's crazy. It's just gotten worse. So, Mahler, what do you think about that J.P. Morgan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I I agree. Watch it, Mom. Stay away. <laughs> he's a little bit he's a little bit feistier than normal today with those bees staying well, in his say, butt. Yeah, yeah, if you ever, yeah, it hurts. If a, uh, so. You know, you know Kodak. Yes. Yeah. Did it's, you hear about this? It's a sad. Is this a sad story about Kodak? Well, for thirty years, it operated the company, no. a small nuclear reactor in its basement no. in Rochester, New York. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That was unbeknownst to almost everyone, save a few scientists and engineers. Kodak, which began operating the device called the uh, Californium Neutron Flux Multiplier wow. in 1974. Yeah, that's, I'll say. That's a, so, that's a band name right there. That, that is a band yeah. name. It sounds like something from Back to the Future. Californium was it, was it a Neutron Flux Multiplier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that began in 1974. Wow. It, it, Kodak insists there was nothing unsafe about it except the fact that it was a nuclear <laughs> reactor. <laughs> and it had a funny name. Uh, nonetheless, it came preloaded with nearly 1.5 kilograms of uranium enriched up to the level of 93.4%. I did this research. And which is just about the right amount for an atomic warhead. Wow. So if this Kodak <laughs> facility was in Iran... Yeah. Right now. That's right. Israel would be, yeah. Jumping up and down. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I, that's an amazing story. Uh, a wide-reaching investigation by military and civilian authorities has uncovered a criminal conspiracy within the armed forces to steal and sell nearly $2 million in guns and combat gear to gangs in the U.S. and foreign countries, including China. And these are military officials that are saying this, not me, not some crazy left-wing group. This but is they're a selling, U.S. U.S. Yeah, arms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. A, a criminal conspiracy within the U.S. armed forces, gotcha, but gotcha. they were prepared to sell $2 million in guns and combat gear to gangs in the U.S. Yeah, and, and other places, including China. The probe began more than a year ago. And when agents with the Naval Criminal Investigative Service began to conduct undercover operations to disrupt and reduce theft. And they discovered this. Yeah, with the aid of Marine and Naval authorities, uh, they've recovered $1.8 million in stolen guns and combat gear that include assault rifles, night vision goggles, flashlights. Night vision goggles would be kind of cool. Yeah. I'd buy one of those off the black market. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So maybe this is a bad thing. Well, this is what they found. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, if they were or just selling night vision goggles, that would yeah. be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. If, I don't. They yeah. could sell that to you know, like uh, what? Well, uh, you could tell. You could buy night vision goggles from from probably from an army surplus. Yeah, but store. Not, <laughs> not at a discount rate. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The autopsy, an autopsy of uh, Thomas Kincaid. Yes. You know, the painter of light? The painter, painter of light. Uh, revealed that he died of alcohol and Valium. Oh. An overdose. Which explains a lot about his painting. <laughs> now, 
This would be. Oh, this you're would, not. You're not one of the elitist snobs, are you? They, you know. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> My God, what crap! It was awful. I mean, it? just crap. No matter, you know, you can get articles in the OC Weechi calling it, you know, uh, what? It's uh, awful. Yeah, it's terrible stuff. Some sort of elegant kitsch. <laughs> yeah. But it was crap. It was crap. <laughs> it was crap. No matter if your parents have it hanging in their living room, it was crap. If you have it in some post-referential, you know, post-modern yeah. context in your study next yeah. to your animal yeah. collective CDs, it's still <laughs> crap. Yeah. I it, it's, I remember the Kincaid stuff is as being from a certain era, like the 80s, yeah. where you'd see mauve walls with mauve furniture and a Kincaid on yeah. the wall. Usually white-trimmed mauve furniture with a, with a, with a yeah, Kincaid on, a, yeah. uh, on some pastel-colored wall. We should ask Mitt Romney if this uh, is part of our culture. It's, um, it's, Thomas, Kincaid. it's Thomas Kincaid. It is, unfortunately, part of the culture, uh, but nevertheless. Oh. Yeah. I know. Is, is that somehow by looking at these... These paintings, do we then deduce that marriage is between one man and one woman? <laughs> Apparently, yes. Uh, hey, you know what? On a, I'd walk into a, ro- a room with that, that stuff on the walls, and it actually made me think less of the people who lived there. <laughs> I actually did. I'm I like, oh, this is really, I don't, I, I, you know, I mean, well, I, it's yeah, a terrible, it's get, terrible judgment, yeah. but uh, yeah, it just, just didn't, all right. Uh, details emerged about a recently canceled course at the joint courses, joint forces, sorry. Got course and force going there. A canceled course at the joint forces staff college in Norfolk, Virginia, called Perspectives on Islam and Islamic Radicalism, Mm -hmm. in which the instructor, Army Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Dooley, Mm -hmm. advocated a direct ideological and philosophical confrontation with Islam and outlined a plan in which the Geneva Conventions were no longer relevant. Really? So you could take a course in this. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. At, a, uh, at the Joint Forces Staff College. And he also said that the United States took war to a civilian population whenever necessary. He advocated this, yeah. that we do this. They hate everything you stand for, he would tell them. Yeah. And will never coexist with you unless you submit. That sounds like our culture. Uh, Yeah, it does sound like our culture. Mitt. Mitt. Oh, did you hear about... Well, there's a lot going on with Trevon Martin. Yes. Apparently, they're they're saying that, you know, maybe he did assault Mr. Zimmerman in some way. Who knows what instigated this, what played out beforehand. Right. But there are people testifying that he might have been on top of Mr. Zimmerman beating on him. Right. Uh, the, the, the other and the other side of that is uh, he, Mr. Zimmerman, was told to not get out of his car. Oh yeah, and to not approach yeah. this guy. So, and who knows, Zimmerman might have pointed a gun at him, and you know, you either run at that point or you pounce, and and maybe right, Javon pounced. We don't we don't know yeah. all of it, but you're right. He was Zimmerman was diagnosed with a closed fracture of his nose, black eye, two cuts, the back of his head, and minor back injury. Yeah. So. Uh, this was one of the story when it came out. We I think we both agreed that there was a lot more to it than what we knew at that yeah. point. And I think we're going to obviously find out more and more as time moves forward. There's a, uh, a shooting, there was a shooting target based on the likeness of yeah. Trevon Martin online. Yeah. 
apparently uh, someone holding Skittles and iced tea wearing a hoodie yes. was available. You could get a Target, and they sold out of the Target. Can I tell people the website so they can spam it? No. Okay. Uh, how about this uh, Eduardo Severin? I'm going to talk about him, the Facebook uh, co-founder who relinquished his U.S. citizenship before the company announced its planned public offering of stock, which just began. Uh-uh. Uh, why, why did he do that? Because he wanted to, <laughs> to avoid all his taxes. Oh, yeah. Well, it was in ca- okay. The move was uh, likely a financial one. He said it isn't, of course. He dislikes course. to it's live in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. But he owns an estimated 4% of Facebook and stands to make $4 billion when the company goes public. Senator Schumer, you know him, yeah. and uh, Bob Casey, Democrat and Republican, Schumer the Republican. Schumer is the, he's the, uh, the senator from Wall Street, I believe is yeah. the actual title. He unveiled the expatriate, the expatriation prevention by abolishing tax-related incentives for offshore tenant, tenancy mm-hmm. act. Uh, which is uh, responding directly to what Severin's doing. The uh, mm. the plan would reimpose impose taxes on expatriates oh. and forbid them to come back into the country. Well, good for Charles Schumer because yeah. he's been a tireless worker for Wall Street interests for many many years. That's good. That's encouraging. Uh, a lengthy Columbia Law School investigation has go. revealed the state of Texas executed a innocent man more than two decades ago. We like to call them Texecutions. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there have been plenty of them. Yes. Yeah. In 1989, uh, this is when it happened, the execution. He was... Uh, Carlos. Carlos de Luna. Yeah. Stabbing a woman, and they put him in the gas... Uh, he was accused yeah, of stabbing. Stabbing a woman. a woman at a gas station, and they... Uh, Executed him. Well, the, the, the quick backstory is yeah. that he told, uh, he said to the jury that another man did, a name, guy named Carlos Hernandez, who apparently looked just like him. Yeah. Witnesses could not tell the difference between the two men, apparently, physically resembled each other and were sometimes mistaken for twins, actually. But the case, yeah. uh, so the case basically was based on eyewitness and not forensics. And, oh, well, you know. Uh, However, uh, much of the case against DeLuna rested on an eyewitness testimony of a man who later admitted he had trouble telling one Latino from another. Yeah. So that's a good reason to execute someone if, you know, it doesn't really matter that much, I guess. Yep. You Uh, got got anything else? uh, uh, Quickly, uh, some good news. Let's try to uh, wrap this up on a good note. Uh, the state of Vermont has become the first U.S. state to ban natural gas drilling practice uh, known as hydraulic fracturing or fracking. Yeah. On Wednesday, Virginia Governor Peter Shumlin signed the measure into law, uh, basically saying that no fracking will go on here, kids. So you're going to have to move on to another state Excellent. if you want to frack. And finally, mm-hmm. the English town of Sandwich. And I bet you can... Guess what sandwich was got its name from? Ah, uh, right? yeah. It celebrated the 250th anniversary of the fourth Earl of Sandwich's request that his meat be wrapped in bread so he could eat it while playing cards. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. He's, I love that he's the first fourth Earl. I love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. first Lord of the Admiralty three times. Whoa. That's why he's the fourth Earl. Okay. Yeah said a sandwich celebration festival organizer. <laughs> but he was a bit of a lad. 